Absolute bedlam, no. Dorset, England's gateway to the sea. Legends tell of how travellers and wayfarers would navigate vast oceans to meet the natural beauty of the Jurassic coastline. As the centuries have passed, only their salt remains. Absolute Bedlam are proud to be sponsored by Shanty Spirit. The taste of the Jurassic Coast. Good evening and welcome to another edition of Absolute Bedlam podcast. We've got Queenie Zoe. Hi! Twitch. TikToker, Instagrammer, Goat Energy Ambassador. Mm-hmm. We'll get on that in a minute. Uh, Comic Con cosplayer. All sorts of stuff going on. How's it going? You all right? Yeah, I'm not doing too bad. Thank you. Good. I'm trying to not move too much. As my editors uh, mentioned, the new webcam that we've got not only makes me look horrendously high definition to the point where I probably need to get like a sort of face mask, um, but it also auto focuses. So if I move too much too quickly, then the whole webcam will go apeshit. So uh, we'll do what we can with one of the most fidgety people on the planet. But yeah, how's your day been? You all right? Yeah, it's been good. I did a small stream earlier i filmed over the weekends but yeah it's all been going good good do you stream Fortnite still yeah on twitch yeah I, yeah i stream Fortnite today yeah have you got any plans to expand that to uh streaming something else uh i do stream other games on other days uh like beat saber or tell me why right. uh crash bandicoot it just depends what i'm in the mood for at the time really yeah. Fortnite's quite a sort of easy game to sort of pick up and put down, isn't it? Yeah. Nice. It is. Definitely up for watching you play Crash Bandicoot. I love that game. Okay. Nice. Um, so, Comic-Con. I'm always fascinated by Comic-Con. I've uh, had Ross Mullen on a couple of years ago, who was the original White Walker in Game of Thrones. And I met him at a Comic-Con local to me. Um. But apart from that, I haven't actually been to any Comic-Cons. So what's the usual place that you go to in terms of location when you go to one? My usual place is usually Birmingham. I have started to make more of an effort to go to the London ones because the London ones are actually closer to me than the Birmingham ones. Uh, I'm quite far down south. Yeah. So, but usually I do go to the Birmingham ones because that is quite central in the UK and yeah. us as cosplayers in the community that I am in, that's where we all can meet up and make videos together. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, fair enough. Um, the question on that was, would you love to go to Comic-Cons somewhere down the line as a sort of full-time influencer and actually have like a sort of pass or are you happy to sort of go there as a break from real life and enjoy the escapism that it provides you rather than going there as a worker? Uh, I enjoy the escapism even, even if I do get approved as a creator. Yeah. Um, so I got approved as a creator back in March for London MCM. I've been approved back in London again this October for MCM. And I'm waiting to hear back for December for MCM Birmingham so but I don't see it as work sometimes it is difficult to remember yeah. to stop having fun and go yeah. oh, I should have really took a picture of that oh I should have filmed something mm -hmm. funny with that mm -hmm. it is sometimes difficult um but I have been to an anime con recently and even though I still went in cosplay it was still quite nice not to have that in the forefront of my mind about yeah. making yeah. content, but I do enjoy making content. Yeah. Do you tend to go for one day or do you go as like a whole weekend? Cause then the you can weekend. kind of split it into like content day. Yeah. Enjoy day. <laughs> yeah. I wish it was that simple. Yeah. But no, unfortunately uh, I'm there for the whole weekend, whether it's a two day or a three day event. Um, content day is every day because we go as different characters on each day. Yeah. So yeah. I go as a different character each day. My friends go as different characters each day. So you have to seize that opportunity when you can to yeah. make that content when they are, when we're all in our get up, as it was, in our different personas. Pre-going to the actual Comic-Con, how much sort of mental capacity do you dedicate to deciding what you're going to go as? It does depend on the time of year, because I do have OC cosplays that I have that in needing me to wear onesies. Okay. So I don't wear those to Comic-Cons during the summer seasons or if the yeah. weather's going to be warm because yeah. it's just going to be generally uncomfortable and half the time I'm not going to be wearing the costume to its full capacity. Mm. Um, so things like that, yes, you do have to think about what you are wearing mm. to what also what time of year it is if you can to make sure that you can be as comfortable as you can in your cosplay yeah functionality is key <laughs> yeah it's not seen, always yeah. possible it's not always possible yeah, I yeah. cosplay with nine tails on it that is that alone the weight of that the functionality of that is very difficult um, so even if there's an escalator or a travelator, you can't do that. You have to take stairs everywhere. So functionality. Yeah, yeah. Eh, I can walk <laughs> in it. 
but I can't take the easiness of everybody else going around any yeah. seat because I have nine tails dragging behind my bum. Yeah, yeah. Was that um, nine tails the Pokemon, or is that a completely different thing? Uh, nine tails is Ari from League of Legends. Oh, okay. Oven from League of Legends. Nice. Do you have any more conventions lined up later this year or early next year? Um, so I may be going to London Anime League, uh, which is in a couple of months' time in London. After that, I'll be going to MCM London as an creator. They have approved me for my creator pass. And then after that, there's a few months grace at the moment where there is nothing. And then it is MCM in Birmingham, which I'm waiting to hear back from at the moment if I'm in a creator yet. But they are so snowed under with applications. Yeah. They're a bit slow in getting back to us at the moment. Yeah. Just on um, Comic-Cons to tie this up in a nice little bow, in terms yeah. of expenses, you've got obviously getting to the Comic-Con, getting to yeah. the hotel travel lodge premier yeah. in delete as appropriate food yeah. yes all sorts of stuff like i go to a lot of pokemon go events or i used to right. i'm not too yeah. sure about now but the ticket to the actual event was the cheapest part so do you find yeah. that that takes a bit of a financial toll on you based on the more you go because obviously the creator pass means that you're getting for free yeah. but then you've got everything else sort of yeah you, yeah, you still have everything else on top. So as soon as those dates are released, us cosplayers are booking those hotels, whether it's six months in advance or nine months in advance, as soon as we can to try and get the rooms as cheap as we can. Because if we leave it too close to the time, the price is pretty much yeah. tripled. Um, yeah, so yeah. one of the most expensive things is can be the hotel room and the food because you are restricted to mm. you can only buy food at the con. So they've sort of stuck you between a rock and a hard place. But depending on how busy you are, sometimes you forget to eat anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've only really experienced that like getting on a plane when you're sort of in between security at an airport where time is obviously passing quite quickly but mm -hmm. you're almost so focused on getting through the airport and getting onto the airplane that you kind of forget that you're a human being and yeah. you're constantly like having to give up your bottle of water at a certain gate at an airport and you know the airplane is obviously going to rip you off regardless of who you fly with a bottle of water is like four pound fifty yeah. And it's a bit mental, really, that that's allowed to happen. Where it's like service stations. Like I went to um, Digitizer Live a couple of days ago, and um, coming out of Fleet's service station, the price of fuel was like double the price of the standard price. And I was like, fucking hell. Like you can't double the price of fuel just because of the location of the petrol station. Yeah. But yeah, crazy, crazy world. Yeah. Yeah. Um, right, so TikTok. One question on TikTok. 
I'm 33. I'm nearly 34. Queenie Zoe, what is TikTok? Please try and explain it to me in a way that I can understand it. Okay, you can't use your... I'm sorry, you cannot use your age as an excuse because I am 34 myself. Okay, fair enough. (laughs) (laughs) Just to put that out there, okay? Nice. Okay, TikTok is a social media platform where we can create long or short videos using uh, other people's sounds or create our own sounds and just put them out there on the internet. So it originally came about by taking over Vine. Mm. So Vine was the original start of short comedy sketches and videos. Then Vine sadly shut down and then out came TikTok. There are a lot of different ways people use TikTok, whether it's on my side, whether it's the cosplay side. Or it is, for example, for the food side, where people will show you recipes and how to cook things. Or even comedians will use their TikToks to just try and get their work out there and show short clips of their shows. Yeah. So TikTok can be literally what you want it to be and what you want to see. Yeah. I see a lot of people that do podcasts and they use it as like a funnel to get people to go over to the YouTube channel or to go over to Spotify and actually watch or listen to the whole thing. Yeah. Um, but out of context, like a 10-second clip on a podcast, unless it's clearly like a joke, then I find it gets a bit lost on me. There's a yeah. comedian that I like a lot called Theo Von, and he's yeah. very sort of snappy out of context just as a person. So it works for him, but sometimes it doesn't exactly entice me to sort of go over to that person's page or profile and sort of... But yeah, I suppose that's just my sort of habitual non-tiktok brain not quite yeah not everybody has that part of the brain as you pull it switched on for five seconds or 15 Mm. second clip videos they need more information we do short videos because it's going to get more playtime and it should get pushed out more to the algorithm in theory, even though yeah. changing the algorithm, we don't know what they're doing from one yeah, minute yeah, yeah. to the next. Yeah, yeah. Whereas a long video is harder to keep that audience's attention. Hmm. Because yeah. whether they'll be watching it for five seconds or 15 seconds and you've done a minute and a half video, they might not see it through to the end. Only may say 10% may see it through to the end. And that'll be for really your core audience that watch you regardless of what you post. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the viewership of like, I'll watch anyone or I'll watch a specific person do anything. Yeah. Um, I think that's a bit of a, not a commodity, it's a bit of a rarity nowadays. Yeah. That, um, you know, people just want to watch funny stuff. They don't really 
necessarily care about the person creating the funny stuff. They just want the laughs and the fails and someone slipping over on a wet floor. And but yeah, there we go. So last question on TikTok. Yeah. Is do you actually digest the content on TikTok or do you just use it as a platform, post on it and then leave it alone for a day? Or do you actively sort of engage with people on it as a platform? Uh, I I actively engage with people on there daily throughout throughout the day. Yeah. If someone comments, I will comment back. I yeah. don't ignore them they've took the time out to watch yeah. my video like it and comment these i can do is like it and comment back to show that recognition yeah. has been mm -hmm. seen yeah. so not everybody is like that i tried to be so Right, okay, this is my TikTok time. I'm only going to be looking at TikTok mm. now. But then if you leave it for so long, mm. you can then become overwhelmed with mm. the notifications and then it's harder then to catch up. So yeah. I find best that works for me is little and often it just keeps that overwhelm feeling yeah. down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And to me, TikTok is a form of therapy. Mm. It's yeah. to get emotion out that I might not be able to get out any other way, whether that's going for a walk or losing myself in a video game. Sometimes that's just not good enough. Sometimes you just need to physically act out what you are feeling yeah. You saw the video that I posted today on Instagram. Yeah. Sometimes that just needs to be acted out in what you are feeling and what you are going through because you know that there are people out there and you have followers out there which are feeling the same way and you mm. need to reassure them that they are not alone. Mm. And that is why they follow you and they look up to you. Yeah, yeah. I think from a musician's standpoint, I occasionally need to just pick up the bass, even if I'm not in a band, even if I'm not like doing anything with it, even if I'm not teaching, I just need to sort of play a song and that's my sort of release. Yeah. Um, the heavier, the better, actually. Um, yeah. But yeah, I've spoke to so many drummers on here that have that exact feeling of like, I just need to fucking go out and do something. And I think that's why everyone struggled with COVID is because yeah. people couldn't, go out and do the thing that helped them previously you know so they have to sort of turn their front room into their studio yeah so yeah awesome uh silly question not quite as deep oppenheimer or barbie oh see now this both has is its pros and cons and i know there's going to be certain people that are going to like me and certain people <laughs> are going to dislike me yeah but I'm guessing, I think I know what you think I'm going to say. Yeah, a little bit. But I'm going to go and say Oppenheimer purely because he's done more than what Barbie has. And 
in my reflection of the movie, I'm trying not to give spoilers, yeah, yeah. is that even though Barbie thinks that she's changed the world for femi fem fem feminism, yeah, shall we uh, say, yeah. in reality, that has not changed. So, yeah. and I do believe that Mattel do believe that at the heart and at the root. And I know that the director and the producer of Barbie wanted to give a strong, empowering message to females through this movie. Yeah. However, I just feel, this is my opinion, that it just put today's problems in a toy world. Mm. Mm. Okay. Yeah. I haven't seen it. I've seen Oppenheimer. I thought it was good. One thing I will say about Barbie is the casting looks insane. Oh, um, yeah. Ryan Gosling, Margot Robbie, etc., etc. Yeah. Et and I've actually got Aqua's email address. So I imagine that their inbox at the moment is just completely smashed because <laughs> they've got like another sort of three weeks of busyness. Yeah. <laughs> so I might email them at some point and see if they can come on and we can talk about the uh, Barbie song. But yeah. Which is, which is insane because that is not used in the movie. Oh, okay. I thought it would be. No. Yeah, that is mad. Not, that is not used in the movie at all. Not even in the ending credits. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, you'd think that would be the best place. Like Even, like, sort of Marvel post-credits. It's just a music video or something at the end of the film. Yeah, no. But, yeah. Um, I think that's a very time-sensitive question, so I am going to kind of drop a bit of a spoiler about Oppenheimer. So if you are listening to this, sorry, but this is probably going to come out in three weeks. So if you haven't watched Oppenheimer by then, it's probably not in the cinema anymore. So I really don't know what you want from me. Um, there's a point in that film where obviously the atomic bomb or the nuclear bomb had gone off and yeah. it was like marked as a success. The aggressive turn of politics where Robert Oppenheimer was looked at like a messiah and then all of a sudden he was dropped like a sack of shit because he'd kind of done what he needed to do and they had the sort of the weapon manufactured and ready to go. I got quite sad by that because yeah. I think he visited someone, I won't spoil it too much, but he visited someone who, you know, is the face of America, let's say. And he kind of said to Oppenheimer, it doesn't matter who made the bomb. It's the fact that now the bomb exists. So he kind of made himself redundant. And I, I just thought, bloody hell, like, it's not the person that created the number one. It's the fact that the number one song is out there. Do you know what I mean? It, it kind of made him feel a bit expendable. And uh, that kind of hit me quite hard. But yeah, I've really enjoyed Oppenheimer. I highly recommend it if anyone wants to go see it. But it is pretty dark. Um, I can see why people are watching Barbie and then Oppenheimer. <laughs> so <laughs> you, you, see, no, you would have thought it would be the other way around. Yeah, really, yeah, yeah. Wouldn't you? <laughs> Start on a high. Yeah, Oppenheimer, yeah. and then watch Barbie just to pick yourself up a bit. Yeah, completely. 
Uh, next question, I think we'll go to another meeting after this one, but how did you come across Goat Energy? Can you remember? Uh, I come across Goat Energy at Insomnia, okay. which is a gaming convention. They were there pushing, well, pushing themselves out there, really, yeah. and they had a little mascot of their goat, which is yeah. so freaking adorable. I need to meet him. It was so <laughs> tiny. He was only like four foot, four foot tall. It was so cute. <laughs> um, yeah, that's how I came across Goat was at Insomnia at another convention. Yeah. And since then, you've obviously spoken to me a couple of times and you've now got your own code. I do. So if you want to promote that one, I'll promote my one after. And we'll see who gets the most sales in a week and probably fall out because that's how competition works, right? So, yeah, what's your code? Until we will fall out. My code is quite simple and it is happy H A P P Y, and you'll receive nice. 10% off. Mine's better than 10, and you'll also receive 10% off. I love this stuff. I'm not shilling it, I actually drink it and I really enjoy it, and I can't yeah. wait for the cherry flavor to come out. Um, if yeah, you are listening, still, isn't it? yeah, I think there was a problem with the um flavor, like the way it was all mixed together, oh. like the formula. Um, going forwards, guys, if you are listening to this and you're getting sick of goat energy already, you probably just want to unfollow the podcast because I'm going to be promoting the absolute hell out of these for the next six months because I think they're onto something good. Um, and there's also talks of making like an eight bit flavor. So I might have to uh, develop an 8-bit Bedlam B. But for mm -hmm. now, use the codes mentioned previously and get yourself 10% off. H-A-P-P-Y happy. H-A-P-P-Y. It's a lot quicker than Bedlam 10. It is. You're onto something there. <laughs> but yeah, shout out Colette and Andy from Goat Drinks. Um, I think we're all right for another four minutes. So, right. I know what you're going to ask. But don't worry about the actual exposition behind this question. Just worry about the actual main specific thing of it. You're on death row, right? What's your favourite three-course meal? I need a starter, a main, and a dessert. Okay. We've got less than four minutes. So I'm going to go with uh, plant-based duck bowel buns. Mm-hmm. As my starter, I will have pumpkin katsu curry noodles yeah. as my main. And see, now this is where I've struggled, is my pudding. Right. It will either be cheesecake or mocky. Mocky. Mocky's really, really good. I just find it very cold. And I'm aware that it's ice cream, but it almost, it either like makes my mouth frozen or it like melts aggressively in my hand whilst I'm waiting for it to get a bit hotter. You can buy them. Yeah. It's like a sweet, so it's not. Oh, ice okay. Cream. Not a frozen one. Right. Okay. Yeah. So it's oh, literally that. a sweet. 
That just looks like a eyeball from like a horror film. I know. Maybe maybe I pick I maybe I pick the wrong flavor to pick up. I what is it? Up... Blueberry. Yeah, it's a blueberry flavor. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. Ah, there we go. It's a very Japanese inspired three course yes. meal. Yes, I love it. Yeah. Yes. Fan of Wagamamas? Yes, I am. Yeah. And wasabi. Yeah. There's, um, there's these crazy snacks in Aldi, of all places, called wasabi peas. And they come in a green pack. And if you ever want to hate yourself, I tend to put 10 in my hand and just eat all of them in one go. And it literally feels like the heat is like going up through my nose and like out of my nostrils, like I'm a dragon. And it really like, gives you a punch i um reviewed some hot sauce with my editor and we had some wasabi peas on the table whilst we were doing the hot sauces and that's up on the youtube channel but they have a bit of a sort of initial sort of smack to them and then they kind of settle down but they're also quite crunchy so they're kind of like this weird mix of like everything all at once i have an aldi down the road from me i'm going to yeah. see whether they have some and i'm going to try this Wasabi peas, yeah, fantastic, awesome, yeah. Um, right, so we're going to go to the next meeting because okay. uh, this first meeting was a bit of a nightmare to get into. So I'm just going to go sort all that out, and I'll uh, see you in the next one. And in the meantime, okay. thanks for listening, guys, and uh, bear with. We're just going to play an ad. Cheers. Set surf ethical skincare. SetSurf uses only the finest organic minerals and ingredients, taking an ethical approach to protecting the planet as well as your skin. You take care of the good times, while SetSurf takes care of your skin. Are you off to the beach this summer? Well, why not get your hands on some SPF 30 or 50 SetSurf sun cream to keep your body protected? Absolute Bedlam Podcast. Proud to be sponsored by SetSurf Skincare. Going straight back in with a weird question. Weirdest place Queenie Zoe has ever slept. Did wonder where that was going then. Yeah, uh, I get that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Weirdest place, what? Uh, yeah. Um, weirdest place I've ever slept is probably not led that much of an exciting life. So the probably the weirdest place I've ever slept is probably on the beach pulling an all night out when you're telling your parents you're around your friend's house but you're not really at your friend's house you're down the park getting drunk but instead you end up down the beach because i used to live by the seaside yeah oh memories i live by the seaside now i have done for 33 years and uh yeah i miss living by the seaside i miss it so much some of my friends, we used to swim out to like a sort of floating barge to watch the fireworks because for all of its faults, Weymouth Council actually seems to have pretty decent fireworks. Um, they'll forget to take your bins out, but they've got decent fireworks. <laughs> seems to be one or the other in Dorset. Um, so we used to swim out to the barge and watch the fireworks and then swim back. But I think one of our friends decided once when they were drunk to swim out to the barge to go to sleep 
and I don't know how people sleep on a barge that's obviously rocking with the water and in pitch black. So uh, shout out to him. I can't remember his name. I don't speak to him anymore. Maybe he's dead. Maybe. Wow, that 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 turned yeah. quick, didn't it? Yeah, welcome to my world. Very dry, very dark. There we go. <laughs> I'll message him after this. <laughs> if I can remember his name. But yeah, good question. I like that one. It's a nice icebreaker. First phone you can remember having? Was a Nokia. And this is my actual ever first phone uh, that was given to me on my 13th birthday was a Nokia 5110. Okay. So it was a proper brick style Nokia with the little antenna on it. Yeah, yeah, and, I'll have to Google that. 5110. Yeah, and it was that I had the one with the bright yellow case. Yeah. Nokia. Why did Nokias have cases? They're like the most solid phones in human history. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's like something you call in an airstrike with. Yeah, that was my first ever phone. <laughs> I don't know if, I don't know if people can see it. Yeah. Google Nokia 5110. I haven't heard of this one before. I usually hear 34 or 3310. Yeah. Christ. No, my, pa my parents wasn't that down with the kids. They could have got me one of those, but no, they decided to get me one with a little antenna on top of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do you remember, like, having to ration how many text messages you had? Yes. Fun times. I was about to say that. And when you'd go on the internet, it was like a completely different dimension. Yeah. It's just, it just like, whap, sort of 2G, crazy, charge you £6 a second. Not really the internet, but it's the best we can do with the technology that's out there, sort of world. Yeah, and if you don't, my thing was I always forgot to lock my phone. Hmm. So I always used to butt dial anyone and everyone and then moan that I had no credit left. Yeah, and people would say, prank me when you're outside. Yeah. Because a, a prank was basically a phone call that you shouldn't answer because the phone, if the phone connects, it costs like 8p or something, doesn't it? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that was... I was like the only person in my entire school that had any credit at any moment. <laughs> Everyone else was just like, yeah, just prank me. Don't actually answer the phone sort of thing. But yeah, I remember going to like the post office and getting like a £10 top up. Yeah, £10 voucher. Yeah, yeah. You have to type your code in on the receipt. Yeah. The long code. We had to like dial like 115 or something. Yeah. 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 Do you still have the 5110? No, I don't. I bet it still works. It probably does. It's in a museum it's somewhere. recycled. Yeah. I think we sent it off to be recycled. Hmm. Nice. Good times. Can you remember what colour it was? Yellow. Yellow? Oh, I like that. <laughs> I saw a load of blue and red a second ago. So. No, I had yeah. one with the yellow fascia on it. Love that. So next question, you're building some Lego. 
do you find yourself putting pieces of Lego into specific categories in terms of color coding or parts? Or are you a psychopath and just not categorize anything and just build it as it comes? Has to be categorized. Yeah. Completely. Why yeah. would you how the how how if you just jumble everything all up, how are you then supposed to know what bit is supposed to go where? That that's how our mistakes are made, yeah. people. Yeah, that's when you realise when you've you've built the Eiffel Tower that there's like a little strut at the bottom which is a wrong piece. Yeah. So you, it kind of works, so you don't want to uh change it. Yeah. There's no, um everything has to be categorized, even jigsaw puzzles has to be categorized. There's a um, YouTube video that my son recommended to me a couple of weeks ago called Illegal Building Techniques in Lego. And that's like some really crazy. I'll send you a link. But it's like there's now literally a Lego piece for everything. There's like a sandwich Lego piece. And it will like just about fit into one of these like when you're building like a structure and um yeah some people are really critical on like you should use the right piece for the right job but yeah it's fascinating but the first thing i do when i get like a box of lego is i open all of the bags because a lot of the big ones now they say like bag one of six or yeah. like two of six so i tend to yeah. just get all of it out on the box and then i categorize it usually in color so I'll see like a load of wrenches or a load of screws and a load of stuff and I'll slowly start building from there. But yeah, nice. The um the one I want next for Lego is architecture. If you've seen any of that stuff, there's a really nice one of Tokyo. But it is insanely expensive. It's about 60 quid. Wow. So uh yeah, maybe one day. I always have a moment as well where I'm building Lego and I'm like, what am I going to do when this is built? Like, what am I going to do with a Millennium Falcon? Like, my girlfriend's not going to want that in the front room. Then again, my girlfriend's actually quite calm. Um, so she might. But... She, might she might let you. I think she'll yeah, more likely maybe. let you have it sitting on the side than hanging from the ceiling somewhere. Yeah. No. I, I could just imagine getting home and that string snapping and... Just all my work. Some people glue Lego together as well, which is like that's like the final, like that's like a commitment. Like, yeah, you know, you what have if you to found be out? Dead sure yeah, that yeah, goes there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. What's your favorite Lego set that you can remember? Um, I don't think I could. Oh. don't think i had one to be honest mm. mario minecraft star wars it was it will more likely be a mario one because i was always brought the small ones you know like the the small mini kits yeah yeah not not the big ones i was never yeah. allowed to have one of the big ones i was only allowed like the small yeah. ones so yeah, yeah. i only had like the small ones so i was forever always building them and then taking them mm. apart and building them taking them apart because you could because they're small they're yeah. more likely to be a mario one because like i got brought up with nintendo and 
save the Mega Drive. Yeah. I remember like the mini kits. They were very, very similar to sort of small cereal boxes. Yeah. In terms of their sort of size and what they had inside of them. But um they almost sometimes compared to like Kinder Eggs. Yeah. Where you would get like four bits and you would just be like do 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 done. Yeah. <laughs> now what? Yeah, yeah. Go and have lunch. But yeah, we'll get on to Kinder Eggs in a bit. Um favorite animal and favorite animal noise. Uh my favorite animal uh is a three toed sloth. I absolutely adore sloths. I think they're absolutely amazing. Yeah. And favorite animal noise is a porcupine when they're eating. Okay. I'll have to check that out. I'll put a link in the description if I find an <laughs> adequate video. Have you seen the turtle eating a strawberry? Yes, my friend it... turtles. Yeah, is it similar to that? It is a bit, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll definitely check that out. Awesome. Yeah, I don't usually ask that question very much, but we're very much in the uh, the quick fire quicksand now. So, right, what else have we got? I've asked you the weirdest place you've slept. Quick fire questions. Right. Favorite video game and childhood first video game memory. Okay, so first video game memory would have to be the original Sonic the Hedgehog on the Mega Drive. That was one that I would always be playing. And when I get stuck, go, Mom, I can't do it. And then she'll do the difficult bit for me and then I'll carry on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> mum's a good like that. Yeah. They'll, do the, they'll beat the boss up for you, so you don't have to start again. Yeah. And favourite, was it favourite video? Favorite, just oh. just favourite video game. You can have more than one, because obviously that's oh, okay. a pretty crazy question. Yeah, that is a pretty crazy question. Um, I might get a little bit of hate for this, but I loved Final Fantasy Nine. Okay. And the original Assassin's Creed. My girlfriend's obsessed with Assassin's Creed. It's insane. She's, I love it. She's plowing her way through Black Flag at the moment. That is one I still have not played. I'm it's starting almost, to plow my yeah. way through Odyssey at the moment. It's almost like a game within a game because you can literally just hit the high seas and be a pirate for like six hours at a time and obviously you're like plundering other ships and you're catching metal and stuff on the sea but it almost you almost forget that you're playing assassin's creed because i yeah. quite like the sort of treasure hunts and the 
puzzles and the secrets. Yeah. Whereas when you're just doing that, obviously you're upgrading your ship whilst you're doing it and stuff. But yeah, it's it's almost like sort of four separate games that are all fantastic within themselves. So yeah, highly recommend Black Flag. I think her favourite one is Syndicate. Yeah. I hope that's right. <laughs> it is right. You're okay. I do, I do listen sometimes. Next question. Favourite children's TV show? Damn. I think the one that I, I there's two that I always watch the most, and that was Post, um, Postman Pat and Rosie and Jim. Oh, that's not showing my age. Wah. Wah. <laughs> was, it the old, was it called the old tugboat or something? Yep, tugboat. That's the one. Canal boat, yeah. Yep. Is it Tots TV that had like a French character? I can't remember. I think it's right. One of their like, there's three characters in Tots TV. And one of them was like a foreign exchange student. And I didn't realise as a kid that it was French. I just thought she was just going off on one, like she had a problem or something. <laughs> and my mum was like, no, she's speaking another language. I was like, didn't realise there was another language other than English. But yeah, Tots TV. Rosie and Jim. Yeah, what Rosie. a show. Love that. Right, so is a Kinder Egg a toy or is it a deliciously chocolate treat with the added bonus of a toy inside of it? Like right, saying, is Jaffa cake a cake or a biscuit, isn't it? Very much, very much so. Yeah. Um, it is a chocolate treat with a toy inside. What do you tend to do with a toy once you've built it? It depends what it is. Because yeah. I used to I used to like lining, trying to get the whole collection. To get a whole Kinder Egg collection is yeah. freaking hard. Yeah, fair Have enough. Have you ever yeah. tried? Yeah. yeah. I think I even had a load of wildlife. Even if you buy them out the same box, you're still going to yeah, get yeah. absolute randomness. Yeah. Yeah. It's just not fair. It's not fair on the children, Brian. It's not fair. <laughs> sort your life out. Kinder. It's, it's Kinder. Sort your life out, Kinder. Um, camping in a tent or a static caravan for one week? Static caravan. Not in a tent. <sighs> no, you will not find Queenie in a tent. Oh, okay. no. No, 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 no. Heard it here first. No. Living in a city or living in the countryside? City, because I'm scared of murderers in the countryside. I'm scared they're lurking in the woods. You're not scared of killers in the city? But no, you bet you can see them. Get away with it, it's though. The un it's, the unno it's the unknown in the countryside, isn't it? That's where murderers go to hide, isn't it? Yeah, fair in enough. In the middle of nowhere. I've I've watched I've watched too many murder I've watched too many scary murderous things yeah, yeah, yeah. and prison break things where they just run 
into the wilderness yeah. and hide behind trees. No, no, convinced. I can't remember if this was Theo Vaughn or Joe Rogan, but he said something quite profound once in one of his podcasts, which was, I think I've heard every noise there is to listen to at night. <laughs> I think it was either Joe or Theo were talking about not locking their door at night because they just weren't bothered about sort of that. <laughs> just If a door's got a lock on it, right, use the lock. Like, yeah. why chance it? But yeah, I just, I just love those two. I think they're great. Um, chocolate or sweets? Chocolate. Very good. Bath or shower? Shower. Mornings or evenings? Evenings. Mario or Sonic? You evil! Yeah. Beep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mario. Okay. We've discussed both at length in this already, so yeah, Team Sonic for me. Apart from when he went 3D, there was no need for that game. Pointless. The camera was all yeah. over the place. Did not enjoy that. I love Super Mario 64, though. I thought that was one of the best games ever made. That was yeah. 3D. Two more questions, and then we'll okay. plug all your stuff, and I'll leave you to it. Apple juice or orange juice? Does the orange juice have pulp? No. Then orange juice. I ain't got time for pulp. I think if you've got time for pulp, <laughs> then you ain't got a lot going on. It's disgusting. I can't stand pulp either. Don't the laziest product ever made. I can't. Just drop it in the glass and go, yeah, it's ready. Off to Asda. If, if you want pulp, just eat an orange. Stop being lazy. Yeah. yeah. Grab a straw and go to work. Yeah. Um, you want to slightly inconvenience someone by taking one item from their house. What would you take and why? Their Wi-Fi router. Good. That would definitely inconvenience a lot of people nowadays. Yeah, it would, because everything revolves around our Wi-Fi now. Everything we rely... We are so glued to our TV screens, our games consoles, our phones... And and we all need we are so always glued to the internet, even if you are just you know, whether it's just streaming from Netflix or Disney Plus yep. or, or Amazon yep. Prime. Absolutely. And everything by then the world will come closing down and then they won't be able to order from Amazon. Absolutely. Good answer like that i'm looking forward to seeing how that question develops across season 13. um it's been a pleasure having you on thank you um i hope this hasn't been too stressful no for you um where can we find you in terms of twitch TikTok, conventions do you mind if people come up to you at conventions no i don't mind no so i have no problem people coming up to me at conventions as long as they follow the appropriate cosplay rules which yeah. is you ask before you do no touching unless we say it's okay 
Um, you can find me on all socials under Queenie Zoe, whether that be on Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, and on Twitch. I make it easy for you to find me. And that is also on my website on vegans, queeniezoe.com, where you can purchase and my merch. Ah, that's what it is. Love it. That's what, this is what it is. This is one of my original OCs, Sapphire. Nice. Fantastic. Well, I'm looking forward to watching your career from afar. And uh, I like getting people on that have a bit more of a sort of social media-y presence than myself. I do feel a bit like a sort of, what's the expression? A rolling stone gathers no moss. And I yeah. think that I have stopped rolling in terms of TikTok and uh, Kick, which is like the new version of Twitch and uh, yes. all of that and, stuff. Yeah, and uh, there's Clapper, which is supposed to be the new version of TikTok as well. It's crazy how these things just kind of appear, isn't it? Just Yeah. They almost drop out of the sky and everyone, like Fred's, like that just sort of, everyone gave up on Twitter and Fred's got kind of pushed the red button and everyone's got Fred's now. Yeah. But yeah. There we go. Still don't know how to use it. I've got it, but I don't know what I'm doing. But what else is new? So I just about know how to use Zoom. So I'll stick to in the podcast. And uh, thanks for the love on... <laughs> That's it. Thanks for the love on the ABP YouTube channel lately. It's been going absolutely mental. Uh, I tried some Mr. Beast chocolate with my son. And I did a shorts saying Mr. Beast is probably not going to watch this video and it's on like 5k watches as a short. So thanks for that. And um, yeah, nice one. It's been a pleasure speaking to you, Queenie Zoe. And uh, stay in touch. Cheers, guys. Bye. Everyone. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Hey guys, it's John here from Absolute Bedlam. We just wanted to take a moment to introduce you to our brand new Patreon. If you head over to Patreon now, you can get access to behind the scenes footage, ad free content and episodes. You can even send your own request in terms of the content you would like to see us create. All of this is available to you and more. We've got free options available to you as a patron with us. If you just want to support what we do and help build the Absolute Bedlam experience, a small fee of a pound a month, you can do just that. If you want to get access to that ad-free content, those ad-free episodes, for £5 a month, you can join The Hive. And if you want all of that and more behind-the-scenes footage, commission works with us, live Q&A sessions for £10 a month, all of the madness, all of the chaos of Absolute Bedlam will be yours. So head over to Patreon now, become a patron, and join The Hive. Absolute Bedlam Podcast. Who? What? Where? Why?